that's the biggest challenge because that's what people don't see. Never they do. They see, you know, the the uh, result of it all mm-hmm. and draw conclusions about you from that. <laughs> they don't see the 20 or 25 years in the trench, mm-hmm. you know, and not, you know, boo-hoo. Okay, we're not looking for sympathy, but a lot went into this. I always say, I don't remember anybody wanting to trade or share or <laughs> divvy that up back there in the beginning when it was, yeah. when it was lose your house and right. all of those stories we right. all, we all exactly. have, you know. Exactly. And that's the risk, and that's but that's also the wonderful thing about where we live. So, welcome the inaugural episode one podcast of Next Life. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, thanks for being here. I'm here with my longtime good friend, Jack Brandt. Who was CEO and founder of a lot of businesses. The main two was tech, technology support and uh, TSI, TSI distribution. distribution. Uh, he has, am I a lifelong entrepreneur? Probably also you're an avid musician. You have trouble with the chair there? I am having <laughs> trouble with the chair. Let me. It's kicking your ass. Let me adjust it. There we go. There we go. Okay. So Jack's a, a businessman track in a musician's body or musician trapped in a business. I hadn't yeah. quite figured that out. That's okay. Me neither. He, he's both, you know, a real creative guy. But thanks for being here. I, I think you probably, and we talk a lot, both of us do, but we sort of exemplify what we're trying to think about what a next life looks like after being all in on a business. Okay. Because we both have done that. Uh, why don't we start with... Where you start, how you found your way down. Why don't we go way back to the jewelry selling days in college? I think okay. that's probably how you found okay. your way to entrepreneur. Am I right? I mean, it was that and 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 selling cars. So the the um, the the story behind that is <clears throat> that I was at the University of Texas, mm-hmm. and um, for a bunch of different reasons, uh, I had uh, the option of going home and living at home and going to U of H and having everything paid for, but living at home or staying in Austin. And, um, if I did, I was on my own financially. Mm -hmm. And this was, you know, very much a kind of a 72 hour decision. And I elected to stay in Austin. There was a girl that I just started dating and all my friends were there. And I, started looking at that at that time kids you look through the classifieds for, for for job listings and uh i was looking through the classified listings and there was a a listing for selling cars and i loved cars um after selling them for a couple of years i i kind of like them didn't not, not as much as i did when i sold them which is kind of a little bit of a consistent story for me but um, so I started selling Lincoln Mercury's, new Lincoln Mercury's in Austin on the corner of 6th and Lavaca, where now is Whole Foods and the Whole Foods corporate headquarters. And it was called George Coffee Lincoln Mercury. And across the street, we had the used car lot. And I, uh, I sold new and used cars. I was 19 or 20. And uh, I loved it. I really, really, really liked it. And it was a a great 
way to make money. I mean, I had made more money than I had ever seen in one place in my entire life. And I was never going to do anything else but sell cars for the rest of my life. It was it was just great. And, um, you know, the, they gave me a car to drive. And, and at the time, Mercury had this car called a, 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 an XR4 Ti, a Mercur, which means Mercury in, in German. And it was kind of their answer to the BMW 3 Series. And they gave me one of those to drive. So I was driving that around campus near the fraternity house and the parties and stuff. And I mean, I, I was, he was, I loving was life. happy. <laughs> I was happy. But it it was it kind of got to be too much because um, uh, I had gone back to school during that time and and selling cars and going to school. It, it, it something had to give. Mm-hmm. So it was actually my mother's idea. That really? I, take, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, yeah. That I take some sterling silver, which was real big at the time, um, out to the flea market. So I went to a, a, a fabric store and bought a roll of blue felt. They gave you a picnic table. I bought a booth and spread that felt out on the table and some pieces of jewelry and and made a sign. It said Sterling Silver Jewelry Company. Where'd you get the jewelry from? Yeah. There's a place. place there's a place here. Okay. Uh, it, and it, it may still be around, but under a different name. But it's in Sharpstown, and it was called the NBC Bank Building. Nothing to do with the broadcasting company. Mm-hmm. Some bank called the NBC Bank. And all of the jewelry wholesalers were there. Okay. So it's interesting that you asked that because that was one of the keys to it was not only was I buying there, but I would see the buyers from Saks Fifth Avenue and Neiman Marcus, and and they were all buying out of the same wholesalers that I was buying out of, only they were marking it up three, four, five times, and Mm -hmm. I was only marking it up one time. So... Um, a lot of the jewelry, the, the silver jewelry that was the finer stuff was made in Tosco in Mexico and, and kind of the, the, the more molded, um, non artistic stuff, shrimp earrings and things like that, dangle rings. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you remember those, that was all made in Singapore. Mm -hmm. And so you'd have these importers from different parts of the world that were selling set you up as a distributor. Got it. So I would I would come in uh, on Thursday morning. I would go to the NBC Bank building and do all my buying, spend the night at my parents' house, and then Friday morning I would get back up and drive to Austin, get to my apartment and price everything, and then Saturday morning uh, I had got a van um, that this girl that I was dating, her grandfather helped me get, it was a 40 Conaline cargo van that had 167,000 miles on it when I bought it. Okay. It, it came from Cisco foods and they had peeled the stickers off. So it still had the outline though, you know, the right, right. Of, of Cisco and, uh, no air conditioning. And that was my car for, for, you know, two, three years. So I graduated college. That mm-hmm. was my car. Mm-hmm. And, um, we would take the showcases out, put them up, had some tables, and it just kind of grew. And we found very quickly that the flea market is, to many people, the Galleria. I mean, it is where they go to buy their clothes, their kids' clothes, mm-hmm. toys for the holidays, birthday parties, uh, produce, 
um, you know, just anything you can think of. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of commerce that goes on. It's, you know, I always said it was the trenches of entrepreneurship because right, it right. was, it was a good place to start, but it was also the lowest possible rung mm -hmm. to start on. Mm -hmm. And, um, did that for almost three years. So when you're out and it's, you know, it's outdoors, there's no air conditioning, there's no heat, there's no nothing. So when it's hot, you're sweating. When it's cold, you're freezing. <laughs> and um, we, we did that. And I say we, you know, I, I don't want to ruin the, 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 the punchline of the story, but the girl was Carrie. Right. right. And who is uh, now your wife, who is now my <laughs> wife of almost 35 or maybe just 35 mm -hmm. years. Plus we dated for three. Mm -hmm. Whew, don't seem that old, but anyway. Uh, and then, you know, when she was studying for law school or a final or something like that, she wouldn't come. And sometimes I would get someone to help me and sometimes not, but regardless, those businesses doing that, selling cars and, and going to the flea market, put me through college. I graduated reasonably on time. Um, but hundred percent debt free, nice. never took out nice. a student loan, never, never took out a loan for anything. So uh, you not only became an entrepreneur, you were self-funding, which is always absolutely. the key. Yeah. You learn cash flow early. That's yeah. And you learn if you're comfortable with debt or not. And at that time I didn't see any reason to become comfortable mm -hmm. with debt. And so, you know, it was, it was a great business. I learned a lot there. Um, I, I used to say, you know, kind of maybe not tongue in cheek. I learned a lot more selling cars and, and selling jewelry at the flea market than I ever did. It's funny college. how many successful entrepreneurs go that route. Right. You know, like I learned a lot selling insurance and I failed at it, but I learned a lot. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, after that, uh, Carrie graduated from law school and got a job here. The The idea was always to move back here because this is where both of our families um, were and are and, and, and where we're from. Mm -hmm. And I started uh, a computer supply business. And so we were selling floppy disks and laser cartridges and paper and- About what year was that, you that. remember? For a time, I am gonna say Didn't that was exact. around eighty-eight. Yeah, you said floppy disk. Oh, that's yeah, <laughs> eighty-eight or eighty-nine. Maybe, maybe it was closer to eighty-nine, ninety, mm -hmm. something like that. Got it. And it was a really good business, and and we had some really loyal clients, big law firms, and things like that. Um, and and they really couldn't beat me on price, and they certainly couldn't beat me on service because you know my time was was my own, so I didn't worry about deliveries mm -hmm. and things like charging for that. I would just right. you know that get it to that right. Um, but it became the thing to for purchasing agents to buy from Sam's Wholesale, which is what it was called at the time. Sam's Club was called Sam's Wholesale, mm -hmm. and um, Office Depot. And uh, I forget what Office Max was called, but it, Bismarck. I think it was called Biz, Bismarck. I do vaguely and, something and, like uh, that. And it just became the thing. You know, there used to be a saying, maybe there is still, that no one ever got fired for buying IBM. And in this case, no one ever got fired for buying from Sam's or Office Depot or Bismarck. Mm -hmm. It was just the thing. Mm -hmm. and, and the bottom fell out of that business and it failed. Mm -hmm. So I went looking for a job 
and found uh, an opportunity at Telecheck. And Telecheck had, it, it was actually two companies. The, the franchisor was McDonnell Douglas. And there were a few franchisees across the country, but the largest one was a collection of um, Telecheck offices here that was, that was uh, rolled up under a company called Payment Services Company. And they were uh, a Macintosh shop. And kind of nobody in the world ran their, you know, not a lot of people in the world yeah, ran their then. companies off Macintosh. Not at all, yeah. Right. So to know how to uh, deal with a, a Macintosh on a network, to know how to repair them, all those kind of things, it was all valuable. And uh, so it was interesting. I mean, this is this is one of those moments. We've talked a lot about how life kind of comes down to these moments and, and, and Completely. which way you go. Determine. And you don't even know what they are at the time either. Right. And you can only see those in reverse. Much yeah. later years. Um, so uh, this was one of those moments. And they had had me take an aptitude test. And, and one of the final things was I went to meet with the senior vice president who was in charge of the data side of Telecheck. And uh, his name is Jerry Goulden. And I, I, he said, I said, well, how, how did I do on the test? And he looked up at me, big desk, big office, windows everywhere. And, uh, he said, uh, poor. <laughs> and I, and I, and I said, really, that's unusual. Cause I, I usually do pretty well on standardized tests. And he said, well, you probably did well for the greater population, but nice. for a telecheck employee, you did poorly. Nice condescending th tone you loved. So, right. So I, I, uh, you know, I, I didn't necessarily go into panic mode because I, I smelled a little bit of, of, of a game, you know, and, and I said, well, you know, that's interesting. Um, I would really like this job. Uh, what would I need to do to improve to, to get this job? Well, you know, I, I don't really know. I mean, this this job is going to start at I don't remember what it was twenty six thousand dollars in nineteen you know mm -hmm. uh, nineteen ninety dollars or thirty six that whatever it was, and and uh, I said huh, which was kind of low, especially for for somebody who knew the Mac like I did. Right. And um, and I said, well, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'd come to them through a. Uh, through a recruiting firm, what we would sometimes call a headhunter. They don't like that. So a recruiting firm. And, and I said, I'll, I'll tell you what, why don't you bring me on for 90 days? If I am not what I say I am with the Macintosh, you can fire me, pay me nothing, and I will pay the fee that you have to pay the recruiting firm. You've got to like that. Yeah, that bad. I, I didn't have a dollar. Oh, yeah. to that doesn't name. matter. And, and uh, I said, but if after 90 days you see that I am what I say I am, I, I want this, not that. And so he agreed. Nice. And uh, I went to work there for 90 days. And at the end of 90 days, I got that bump because I knew there was nobody that knew the Mac right, better right. than I did. And um, 
So I worked there for two years, two and a half, maybe, maybe almost three years. And it was the greatest job ever. Uh, I thought I had the world fooled because I got to play with toys all day long and they were paying me for it. I was mm-hmm. doing what I would be doing after work anyway, except they were paying me for it. Right, right. So um, the only problem with that job after a while was Telecheck was very much a data company. So they had as their key special sauce Everyone had a negative check writing database. So you write a check and the merchant keys the information and it hits a database that says, no, this guy writes hot checks all the time or that's a hot check, Mm -hmm. period. So you turn it down. We had a positive and negative check writing database. So what we could do was not just say this is bad. Mm -hmm. We could say this kind of doesn't match the pattern of what this guy does. Right gets more information from them. And if they couldn't produce that more information, then we turn that check down Mm -hmm. and usually there was an issue. Mm -hmm. And the guys that were doing that, there was a company called DEC, Digital Equipment Corporation, that made a a computer called For some reason, I remember that name. DEC was big. And and they made their platform, or their, their, their machine was a VAX, and it ran a uh, it ran an operating system called VMS, and those guys, who were basically doing the same thing I was doing, just on different hardware, made more money. Mm-hmm. And I knew I had to go somewhere where my skill set was a profit center, and not a cost center. Right. So I went to work for a guy that I knew that I grew up with, who had a, a small systems integration company mm-hmm. here. And I was there for about a year, and then I started my company. Mm-hmm. Now, the one interesting thing is uh, when I submitted my, uh, my uh, not termination, but what am I thinking, resignation uh, for Telecheck, the, the CEO, who I did a lot of work for because he was a huge Macintosh fan and mm-hmm. just a huge gadget. Which is a guy. bit unusual back then. Right. <laughs> um, he called me up for an exit interview, which was shocking to me. Uh, and in fact, I just had lunch with him a couple of weeks ago. Oh, nice, nice. Kind of catch up after yeah. you know, the rest of the story. So we've we've stayed in touch. He's a great guy. And, um, you know, he did a lot. Uh, in, in fact, he was uh, early on a big YPO guy. Okay. And he's the one that told me. Uh, about YPO and YEO mm-hmm. and and that sort of thing. So that was the first time I'd really heard yeah, of the organization. Yeah. So I started this company, Technology Support, in um, 1994. I think it was it was either October 1st or November 1st of 1994, and we began doing IT stuff. You know, Windows was was new. The Mac still had a foothold in, in, mm-hmm. in some industries, and I knew them both. Networking was just becoming a thing. Really? In in the PC world. In the okay, Mac yeah, that's world, right. It always PCs been. were even new. I forgot. That's how old we are. So, right. There was something <laughs> called Windows for Workgroups, and that was the first platform that would allow you to, to network what was called peer-to-peer, so without a server. So you yes. had machines yes. network together. And and then and this was I mean th- this was mind blowing. You could share printers on the net, so you could print something from your desk to something on another yeah. floor. 
It's crazy. Yeah. And, um, and, and so that became something that we could do a lot of. We did a lot of networking, a lot of Novell networks. Once servers became mm-hmm. more prevalent, we did a lot of Novell work. Um, and then Windows NT was kind of the server du jour. Um, and were y'all doing subscription type? No. That, that was way later. Because that was just early network yeah, days. That Got was it. hourly. And, yeah. and we, I think we were at 95 an hour or something mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. we build just like lawyers and accountants. Mm-hmm. And Got a uh, problem, come out, hook it up, whatever, whatever. Right. Got it. Right. For projects, we would usually give a flat rate. Because mm-hmm. those, I mean, you've experienced that with, with lawyers or accountants or whatever, where you, you need a certain deliverable and it just. Yeah, the lawyers seems don't deliver. Like, let's be. Well, <laughs> and, you guys actually and, had to deliver. And the treadmill <laughs> just keeps on going, yeah. you know. And, and so we wanted to do something, you know, from a customer sat standpoint yeah. where they, it, was, it was budgetable. Sure. It's what sure. we were always striving to do was make it budgetable. I had always wanted to find a way to bill in a budgetable way. And um, I found a way to position networks and phone systems, which is all very common now, but at the time it wasn't, um, as a fixed budgetable number. And Microsoft had just come out with a licensing scheme that... Uh, I forget what they call it, but it allowed you to have however many users you needed on a particular month mm-hmm. for a particular application. That's all you bought. Mm-hmm. And so we could say to a customer, okay, well, you have 20 employees right now and they all need Office and they all need Windows. But you're an accounting firm. And so when January happens, that's when your busy season starts and you're going to hire 10 mm-hmm. more people. Well, you can just license office for those three months. And then when those contract workers are no longer at your firm, well, you that expense drops off. And you were saying license through you. Yeah. yeah well, okay, got it. Through a Microsoft authorized, authorized got it, et cetera. Got it. Um, and, and you had to actually be authorized through this licensing scheme. And I, just for the life of me, I can't remember what. I do remember the license thing was uh-huh. a big right. cluster. Right. You had to buy them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There was expensive. Uh, and if right. you had a big office, it was right. insurmountable numbers. This allowed you to pay 30 yeah. or 40 bucks per user per month. And if you didn't need the instance. So that was real attractive. Rate, yeah, because we could then take everything, we could mm-hmm. bundle the hardware. The, mm-hmm. the servers, the end-user computers, notebooks, printers, mm-hmm. and the software into uh, a monthly budgetable number on a three-year deal for any kind of customer. Sure. And the assets remained with us. They, mm-hmm. were, they were buying a service. Mm-hmm. And um, that had some additional benefits when it came to collecting because it was a service, and if we had to turn the service, you, you on, had reoccurring income billable hours right. instead of just a billable hours a good month or a bad month. Right, but if somebody decided they weren't going to pay for the service, we just shut the service off, mm-hmm. and that made it real difficult for them. <laughs> yeah, they paid. Print. They paid. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, so it had lots of benefits, and 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 I was able to then take that and kind of transition it into phone systems. Mm-hmm. 
And the clients loved it because it was one number that they paid every month mm -hmm. and everything was taken care of. Mm -hmm. If a phone, you know, I didn't really care if they spilled a Coke on a phone. We would we would bring a phone right. back out. And so, um, you know, unless we needed to make it larger or something like that, it, it was all covered under this monthly figure. And we were financing the uh, equipment, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and and that that was very successful. Mm -hmm. And and it is what we used to call in the industry sticky. Yeah, yeah. Because your your client is generally, you know, with you for that term. It would take a lot for them to really want to. And that was somewhat new because a lot of people, that's a crowded space now, but right. then it wasn't, I guess. It, uh, exactly. I mean, mm -hmm. everyone, that's just how things are done now. Yeah. Um, uh, with the cloud and, mm -hmm. and, and everything else, you don't. Yeah, no one buy buys servers anymore. Right. Buy, you know, the piece of the server that you use in a data center. And, um and so that was 94 to, you know, you just kind of hit a curve, yeah. a growth through there. I mean, if you share in a size metric, what does that look like between? We, we grew to about five or six million right. in recurring revenue. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and, but, and very standardized, you mm -hmm. know, it was the same phones in every place, the same computers mm -hmm. in every place. For a while, Dell even had a program where they would uh, private label a PC for us. I remember so that. Every, every, all the guts said Dell, mm -hmm. but on the outside, it said technology support. Mm -hmm. um, but the warranty was done through Dell. It was all, mm -hmm. it was great. We, we really, it was, that was good stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and, and clients liked it and it was new and, and it was just not, it wasn't a me too thing. It, mm -hmm. it was something different that sure. we were presenting people. Mm -hmm. Um, and we were, you know, presenting it in such a way that we were saying, look, we're, you know, we've been putting networks in for a very long time. We know how to do this, but, and so that kind of transitioned into um, data centers and what we were calling co-location. And that's where you would put your server into a data center. And, and, and that became even more important after Harvey, maybe Harvey or Ike, one of the, I can't remember which, but, um, you know, because people lost power, people got locked out of their buildings. But our clients who had stuff in data centers, they just went somewhere else and plugged their notebook into the wall and boom, up mm -hmm. came their application. So that was like, wow, else. well, you need to do that. That's well, we, we were doing it, yeah. you know, and that, that kind of became a thing. And we had some relationships with some of the larger co-location facilities like Cyrus One and where we did all their small business stuff because they wanted cages, 5,000 square feet, 10,000 square feet, you know, major banks. But it fit right into your model, didn't it? Because you were already like, hey, you pay one fee. Don't worry about anything. Don't buy hardware. Don't right. do it. If you call us, you got it. So yeah. we just had our racks there and we put the servers there and amortized mm -hmm. the cost of all that into it. And now you were co-located. Mm -hmm. um, now, We've been talking kind of about the industry, so we can talk a little bit about you know my story. At this point, um, our CPA, who is an old friend, like from college, okay, said, "There's this guy, and um, I don't want to. I don't know if I should use his name because I didn't call him and ask him. Well, yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, um, well, you can you can uh, talk in metaphors if you okay. like. Okay, <laughs> and and. Uh, and and you should talk to him because this this thing that you're doing takes a lot of capital. Mm 
And it's true. So if we put you know, five hundred thousand dollars into a system, and and over time, you know, we the revenues were cut. The, the next system would take mm-hmm. all of that money, and and he said, you may want to work with them on financing some of this gear. And and these two guys had come; they'd built a very big company when we were all in our thirties, mm-hmm. and that they that they then took public, mm-hmm. and. And I've told them this part of the story, so it's that's no secret. And and I said, you know what? I'm not meeting with them. They're, I work my ass off in this business, and they're going to look at this business and think it's cute. And I'm I'm not doing it. And and like only your friend from college can say, he said, dude, shut the f up and take the meeting. I went, okay, fine, I'll take the meeting. Well, it, Under the premise of buying you, or was it just— No, it, it was just, under the premise of them um, being a capital partner. Okay, and, providing and, the capital, because right. you wouldn't need it for those for the hard, hard deals. Work. Got it, yeah. got it. And we met, and um, they were the exact opposite of what I said. You know, they, 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 they said— They were cool. <laughs> they were very cool, and said, you don't want to do something. You don't want to do anything with us. You know, do you know why? And I said, yeah, because the— Day I m- miss one covenant, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna take Come my take business, and and I know you know I may not be driving a Rolls Royce or a Porsche or a Mercedes or whatever, even a Lexus, but uh, I know that I can put food on the table with this business, and I know that I can put my kids through a good school, and we can live in a good safe neighborhood, and and, and that has to be enough for these. For these mm-hmm. purposes, you know, I want to take over the world, but right. I, I, I'm I'm grateful for what I've got, and um, and we left on good terms, and so I kept doing that, and um, about six years later, that guy called and said. Um, and, and we actually have this on it. Six years. I didn't know it was that big a yeah, I knew the story. We've been talking again oh, wow, for okay. six years. Uh, not, you know, for any reason. Sure, just, just time. Yeah. Um, and he said, uh, he said, hey, can you get hard drives and stuff? <laughs> and and I said, yeah, you know, what do you need? Um, he said, well, I, I'm, I'm working with this company, and, and uh, they, they consume a lot of hardware, and I'm not entirely happy with uh, who's providing it to us. And, and I, I want to introduce you to him, but I want to make sure that it's, you know, it's a good fit. Uh, let's have a conference call. So we had a conference call with one of the guys, and I said, you know, you are able to do this. They were a data center, and in fact, they were the very first cloud computing company on planet Earth. Okay, I didn't know they were first. I know they first, were best. For what yeah. we used to call the bookstore, which right. was Amazon, Amazon Web Services. And uh, they were first. Yeah, that's yeah, they're not the bookstore. The we were we were <laughs> they're everything store Well, yeah, but the guys sold to IBM, yeah. so it's true. So uh that company was Softlayer mm-hmm. and um they had a a specific function that they wanted completed outside. They didn't want to have purchasing and accounting because they didn't feel like they would get the best equipment Mm -hmm. and they wanted to outsource it. And that changed. And man, you had the, not only 
the right place, but you already did that. You started with that. Well, that started and, selling, and that was the Sam's retrade, right? And Cisco right. dealer, I guess, and all of that too. And that was the irony: was the the mantra at that time in the industry was you don't make money on hardware, mm -hmm. you do you sell hardware to get the services. And I always kind of hated that, but you know, even me. I mean, the hardware is, is what you love, mm -hmm. you know, it's mm -hmm. cracking that box open and there's a brand new piece of gear in there and you plug it in and lights start. A technology person really loves that. Big time, <laughs> big time. So we were never going to stop selling hardware mm -hmm. ever. And um, these guys wanted someone to procure hardware for them, but also they wanted uh, standardization and they wanted custom equipment. Okay. And when you're nobody trying to convince Intel or Cisco or APC or SanDisk or that you should customize or be something from who are you? That's exactly what that what, crazy cloud computing exactly, stuff. It's never gonna work. Never gonna work. Let's just, you know, yeah. sell these kids what we can while we can, but they're never gonna make anything mm -hmm. uh, of this. And um, you know, I was just a man for that job yeah. um, because I saw the potential. Well, I'll, I'll back up. I said to Carrie, here's the deal. Um, this is either going to be one and done. You're going to buy one big order from us and that'll be that. And mm -hmm. it'll be a nice year or you're not going to see me for 10 years. <laughs> but at the end of that 10 years, we're going to have a it's lot of options. Do well. yeah. We're going to have a lot of options. Mm -hmm. And um, and and to her credit, she said, okay. Well, that's what all good entrepreneur wives well, do. <laughs> right. <laughs> Except, you know, prior to that. They usually have good qualifying questions, though. I didn't miss <laughs> ballet recitals. I didn't miss parent-teacher sure. conferences. You know, I didn't miss anything. Not that I always enjoyed it, of course but I, I didn't miss anything. And, and I was going to miss stuff. And 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 that was a lifestyle change for us that that you know we had to confront because when you started it went on a rocket rail immediately it was didn't. immediate and it was, it was timing was a huge part of that I'm it sure. was immediate uh, cloud computing was just becoming uh, something that the Fortune 1000 looked at you know, forget about small and mid sized mm -hmm. companies I mean this was. It, it it literally was catching the wave. I remember how before well it became it, a wave. Yeah, it, I mean, it was incredible. It was incredible to be. It, yeah, because every time I talk to you, it'd be some insane new order level or something insane. You know? Or or I had just hung up the phone with Intel and and you know the CFO at Intel who I had told, no, you're going to need to make this this way if you want us to buy it. Go make it because happen. you had quite the swing. As yeah. the distributor who yeah. was just making the mark through, but still. I didn't know any, any better. You sure. I needed something to keep this thing going. Mm -hmm. I was going to get that something. If not mm -hmm. from Intel, then I was going to get it from someone else. Sure. And um, it, it was just, it was the kind of thing you read about. They could make a book and movie mm -hmm. about this. I hope one day that they do. Yeah. Because it was that. It was that big a change. I remember that, not just from knowing you, but. It was a massive shift going from, well, think of it now. Who owns a server? No one right. owns a server. Well, Why? And also think about things like WhatsApp or, 
I mean, think of any other, you know, cloud-based application. I'm mm -hmm. sure, uh, you know, uh, Uber mm -hmm. or uh, Uber Eats or just anything you can think of that's an app. So other companies that were all in the cloud, think about that. Mm -hmm. Companies like Snapchat or, you know, you open up Maps. Right. Or just anyone that was in the cloud. That was all new back then, mm -hmm. and and a lot of them, a lot of them hosted. And you told me I remember at the time that they had it down, building the. I mean, for whatever reason, <clears throat> we don't need all the super technical reasons, but they were better. I mean, they were first, yeah, but they were also better. Standardization and automation were two of the critical things okay. that really made us better. The accounting system and um, provisioning system were written by one of the founders. Okay. And, and, and I don't mean like he consulted on it. Like he drew, he drew it up. They wrote an accounting package from scratch. Okay. And, and a provisioning package. So the, the provisioning package would do this. You, Gary, want 10 dedicated servers. Okay. Now, the way that our data centers were set up, one could be in Houston, one could be in Dallas, one could be in Florida, one, you know, mm -hmm. they were all over the place, Seattle. But because of the way the network guys had designed the network, there was basically no latency. Mm -hmm. And so when you placed an order online, the provisioning system would look into the system and first say, and I'm generalizing all of this, okay, who's got that server built perfectly for this order? Well, Houston, Dallas, and Seattle yeah. each have one. Okay, those are now provisioned. And once the system said provision, it started loading software, operating systems, Quickly. applications, all of that. Got it. Just started going. Then it said, okay, who's got something close and what does it need? Well, you know, New York has two, but they need more memory. And this one, so then it would, okay, who has the memory. Mm -hmm. And it would place, it, it would just set off this beautiful. And the demand was off the chart already. Digital. And then when you had the perfect model. Right. Right. So, so our, our goal, I forget what the, how many servers it was, but it was, it was, you know, full servers within hours. Mm -hmm. No one else could do that. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so this provisioning system that he built, um, really did that was that was kind of the special and then your world from there was oh fill this box up with all the stuff i need well or the very last thing if it didn't have if it wasn't in stock anywhere the pieces if it wasn't in stock anywhere that's when it went to the guys that we worked with every day who said okay i need 40 sticks mm -hmm. of this and i need them shipped to that data center or i need 100 ssds shipped to this data center how fast can we do it mm -hmm. and we had really gotten down the idea of the manufacturers holding inventory and and so they always had inventory because okay. if they didn't, we were going to find someone who would. So you work them against each other, and 
really did. But ultimately, the orders were so big. I mean, if you you're the command attention, yeah, <laughs> like like Kingston Technologies. Are you familiar? Nah, with Kingston? I'm not. They, no, sorry. they make memory, mm-hmm. and um, and and they're privately held, but they're 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 a big company, and. I mean, they're everywhere. They're in Best Buy and they're in, 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 you know, they're just, they're everywhere. We were their biggest customer five years in a row. Mm-hmm. Little old us in Southwest Houston, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and that's mind boggling. Um, there were lots of companies that we were the number one, two or three customer of purely because of the demand sure, that SoftLayer sure. had. Um, but it was fun. And why do you think SoftLayer, besides some of the obvious reasons, why would they just, you know, what do I need Jack for? I'd just buy a procurement arm. I mean, was they, well, you think the growth, there was a combination of the growth, and obviously you guys were doing a good job of yeah, sourcing. I, I, think, I think it was a couple of things. It was the idea that they never wanted to have purchasing under accounting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was... That was you effectively were their purchasing department, pretty much. Yeah. Um, uh, but that was proven. You know, I would be in in meetings with them where someone from accounting was there, and said, well, why are we paying this for this hard hard drive when we can get this one for you know less mm-hmm. than half the price? And 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 this one was a hard drive that you put in a desktop machine at home, and this was a server. Yeah. But they don't know the difference. Right. All they're looking at is the price. So we would have a terrible product. And, and what they wanted was the best product on the market. And then they didn't need to worry about it. They had someone that could, was the architect. Well, and there, were, there were times when we were able to kind of make the impossible happen, like mm-hmm. APC, who makes big power strips mm-hmm. and, and uninterruptible power supplies. And APC said... Um, we will never make you a custom power supply, a custom PDU. Never is a big we word. wanted a we wanted a custom one because there was a lot of room in this thing, mm-hmm. and we could put more outlets in it. And the more plus, it had stuff we didn't need, so we could pull that out. Right, right. So every server that we can plug into a PDU is another server mm-hmm. that we can put in a rack. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I said to the guys that I worked with there, just okay. So mm-hmm. here's what we're gonna do. We're going to go, we, Jack, on a fact-finding mission, and we're mm-hmm. going to contact the top five PDU manufacturers in the world, mm-hmm. and we're going to tell them what our, what our buy rate is and what we need, mm-hmm. and we're going to get them to quote us a custom PDU, mm-hmm. and we will include APC in that, and when they refuse to participate, we will go down the road. We will get our custom PDU, mm-hmm. and then we will stop placing orders with APC. Mm-hmm. And we will either have a brand new PDU that fits us like a glove, right. or APC will come back and say, "Oh, hold on a second. We were just kidding about that whole never going to make you a custom PDU thing." <laughs> and and that we want that order, right? <laughs> Orders going yeah. forward, and 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 that is in fact exactly. What happened? Mm-hmm. And and I think kind of once I did that, they knew that they could just throw these things over the fence to me and I would gut them and skin them and send them back as fillets. And um, and that really. So your life then, I do remember from being friends with you, or just, just you were all in. There was all in. There was hardly no all in. I mean, everyone has some story usually 
before an exit of some all-in point. For me, it was right. like private equity we talked about before. But uh, you you were all in. And I, I had an office in Singapore. I had an office in Amsterdam. N- n- I never set foot in either of them. <laughs> I do remember um, that, too. <laughs> and, and, you know, part of the reason— You was, love travel so much. That's well, I do. Yeah, I'm not a big travel guy. <laughs> yeah. um, but part of the reason was uh, I wanted to be at my desk— at my phone, mm-hmm. if anyone, any of the C level guys or just anybody from that company called, I wanted to, to be manage me. that. Yeah. I didn't want him to get a receptionist. Mm-hmm. I didn't want him to get a, a, a an automated you know response unit. I wanted him to get me, and um, so you know I had people that wanted to go out to lunch all the time. I I ate the same Subway <laughs> sandwich at my desk for almost ten years. Mm-hmm. Everyone was shocked when I when I mixed it up and did a. Uh, uh, what's a guy's JJ or what's a Jimmy John's? Jimmy John's. Yeah. When I, when I would get a Jimmy John's, that was like a big deal, but, uh, I wanted to be at my desk. And was you home much? Um, yes and no. Okay. I spent about a week every month in Dallas. Okay. If they needed to go somewhere, you know, if we needed to go visit the Seattle data center or, 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 you know, anywhere in California, then, then I went, I went wherever they wanted me sure, to be. Sure. And, and sometimes that was with a moment's notice. But that was just the deal. And and the deal was I'm going to be on a conference call at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. because of the mm-hmm. time difference between, you know, France and the U. whatever it was. We were we were just on call 24 seven. But it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is fun when you get on one of those. And, you know, super the, growth curves, right. because I think because we both of you and I struggled lots of times in our business life and. It's hard. You know, I always say an entrepreneur is either you're busy getting or you're either you're busy or you're busy trying to get busy. Right. And that right. busy trying to yeah. get busy sucks worse than the busy, you know. Sure. So. But it is, you know, what you can see when you look in the rearview mirror and, and connect the dots. You see that, you, you know, I I am. Um, I became only because of SoftLayer. I became one of the biggest Cisco resellers in the country. Mm-hmm. Well, Four or five years prior to that, I had tried <laughs> to be a Cisco dealer. to make technology support one right. of the biggest Cisco companies right. in, the, in the country, and and I lost a half a million dollars doing it. Wow! And um, it hurt, mm-hmm. uh, and and I didn't I didn't listen to my gut mm-hmm. when I knew things weren't going right. I kept saying, oh, "I got to get out of my comfort zone and got to." And, um, and it failed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it absolutely failed and it was, you know, mm-hmm. honey, I'm not going to be taking a salary mm-hmm. this month mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, uh, fast forward that then, six, then seven, eight in, years in the rock star mode, <laughs> everything that I learned from that about sure. how to deal with Cisco mm-hmm. was what enabled me to be successful dealing with Cisco and software because mm-hmm. I knew the game. You knew the game. Been on both sides of it. And so it was just another example of the you can only really connect those dots in reverse. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you said before, sometimes you don't you know it's good, but you don't really know how good until yeah. <laughs> until you look back and go, right. wow, this doesn't always happen. Right. You know? but, right. I mean, you, you were aware of it because we talked about it a lot. Right. So w- one of the things that, um, you know, is a funny story is 
uh, I would always go, and you subsequently went to, on an annual trip to Las Vegas for the Consumer mm-hmm. Electronics Show. Mm-hmm. So what happens is the, the guys selling consumer electronics take up the uh, convention centers. But the commercial companies, they just rent out suites, and, and then you have your meetings. And so when I would get to Vegas— there would be, I mean, like in the you know baggage, the guy with the little sign with my name, one of the companies would have an Escalade at my disposal the whole week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my breakfasts were all planned out. My lunches were all planned out. Dinners, after dinner, all of it, one manufacturer. Because you were buying a tremendous amount the of guy. stuff. Yeah. Right. And then the year after I exited... <laughs> Yeah, I got to Las Vegas and I was kind of standing in the baggage area going, huh, okay. This, this is how it works. Yeah. And, and then I walked outside and there's this long taxi line. It was like, yeah, yeah. okay, so I got to get in that, huh? Yeah. And and so it's, it, it you know, it's Same sobering. The dollar is fleeting. Right. <laughs> but that, that's why you need to enjoy it, you know, while it's lasting. So talking about that ride. So you're on the ride, you're humping it. I mean, when did you start? I mean, I know we talked at one point about, because I had already sort of transitioned to what I'm doing now is helping people figure out an exit or what that looks like. You know, when did you start going, you know, maybe I'm ready for something else or something else is going to happen, you know, uh, that that transition to, yeah, what, it was, you know. It was towards the end of, of kind of the eighth or ninth year, probably, when... Um, when the, the the financials started painting a story of what was possible, mm-hmm. and I it, it wasn't that I knew, okay, this is um, you know this is what I'm going to do, but what happened was during the course of this, Softlayer uh, sold to, well they sold to a, a, a private equity firm who in turn sold the firm to IBM. And IBM came to me and said, um, look, we have a 6,000-person purchasing department. We don't need you. Yeah. Uh, however, we like what you're doing, and we want you to introduce us. You know, We want you to smooth the transition, and, and we'll give you a year. And they, they did it for almost three so they really, you know, put the jet fuel mm-hmm. in the engine, and 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 if it, you know, you could it, see that chart going some other. Well, plus, I mean, it was incredible before, and then IBM took over, and you know, the craziest thing about that is when you have these receivables. Well, the funny part, I'll inter- interject though. I remember you calling me then, and you go, you know, I think this gig's up. Because IBM bought bottom, right. you know, and and one thing I did say, but having a little bit of corporate experience, I said, ah, it takes these guys a long time to figure things out, no matter what. So you got got a little more time. Yeah. Turns out you had more time than you. And and it was it was great, and um, and so uh, the the funny thing about that is, you know, there there is a saying, or was a saying, you know, gosh, that's that's like having a receivable from IBM. My receivables were from IBM, yeah. and and so you look in sometime and you you you're like, well, I've got one customer, but it's a good customer. Well, you, you know, or 
Well, okay. If if they if IBM stiffs me and I can't pay this vendor and that vendor and this vendor, you know, what are they going to do? Eat me? Yeah. I had a same Exxon story in one of mine. Though. And and so you just you just kind of go with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and those were. I mean, those were fun years, but they weren't adventurous years. That was almost like we had got the top spinning, mm-hmm. and all we had to do was kind of keep it. give it a little push every way. Right there, there that battle wasn't there. That mm-hmm. get up and 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 fight for recognition and and fight for you know what you were not you, but what what SoftLayer was entitled to from their level of purchasing. There's mm-hmm. no reason they shouldn't have a custom mm-hmm. SSD or a custom PDU or a custom anything. They should have whatever they want. Look at what they're consuming. Mm-hmm. No one should tell them no. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's hard to argue with with uh, the fun. Well, and that in corporate structure, you know, that seems to always... Invade. It definitely the, took the fun out of it. Yeah, it just, it it just does take just the fun. Because it, it just seems like they're not interested in, and, and I mean, I get it, but it, it, they're not interested in making the product better or the company. They're, they're just interested in keeping their job. It's not doing something. <laughs> yeah, don't get fired. That's that's what that's I. That's it. It's don't get fired. Don't get fired. Make a de- what, what decision won't get me fired? Which is funny because that seems to be all the exits I talk to. You know, and, and, and then now I now I get the questions. Well, why? Why are they that way? Yeah. I, I yeah. wish I had that answer for you. No, I don't know because some people want to be entrepreneurs. And, and some people want a job that they leave at five o'clock. Yeah. You know that an entrepreneur never leaves. Never. You're always thinking about the business. Yeah. Well, you, you go to sleep thinking about the business. You wake up thinking about the business. You're at dinner thinking about the business. You're in a movie thinking about whatever it is. You're always thinking about oh, yeah, the business. Yeah. And, and people, you know, they, they, they don't know. You can't explain that. Well, it's hard to explain. I don't think you can. And, and it's Okay. You know, not everybody wants to do that. My wife's quick to tell me that a lot, <laughs> astutely so. There was a place for everyone. Right. You know? Right. Some people, I get it. They want to go to work and they and they want to leave at 5 o'clock, and that's totally okay. And a lot of people do that and, and, and make, you know. I always say, as an entrepreneur, you got to get good at deferred gratification, one, and the unknown. If you're not comfortable with the unknown, then probably not a good place for you. Yeah, you know? and that's, I mean, a lot of it. Is the unknown. Sure. You know. Sure. Um, you kind of reach that jumping off point when the bank doesn't want you to personally guarantee things anymore because you just can't. Yeah. Or, or it's more than you got, so it doesn't <laughs> well, matter. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I you, like, you, okay. You can't. Whatever. You just can't. You know? Even if you did, you'd never be able. Yeah. You know? Borrowing more than you got or going to think you're ever going to have. Been well, I, there, done that. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. a leap. I mean, that's you look in and you've got receivables of yeah. $60 million, yeah. $100 million. Yeah. I mean, yeah what is that? Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, if, if if they don't pay me and I can't pay, then we're all done. That's what it is, yeah. right? Exactly. You exactly. borrow enough to be partners. That's what. That's the and, Trump and motto, that's, I think. Oh just, God! Just, absolutely. Just yeah, don't get me started. Oh uh, yeah, we're not going to go don't down get the me started po- on politics that. road. But that is, you know, that's the saying: is <laughs> is if you owe the bank, you know. A million dollars, you have a problem. If you owe the bank ten million dollars, they have a problem. And we're partners. And, and that's what are we going to do? Right. That's yeah. that's the thing. Thank God we never we never came to that. Sure. Um, sure. But uh, but it was it was it was a ride. So the thoughts, the boredom definitely was creeping in. 
you know, for you boredom, that's eh, a monotonous, but was there other things going, eh, you know, man, I may want to wind this down and do something. I mean, where, when did those thoughts or how did those thoughts? So, the, you know, what it really started for me was, um, I had been in bands all my life and yeah, I don't uh, know if we covered that you're a mu- Yeah, we did cover yeah. you're a musician in a businessman's there body you or a business. I hadn't figured out. And, much. and I had started writing. And I had gotten some encouragement from some very, um, you know, well-known but respected and people whose opinion I respected mm-hmm. um, about my songwriting. Mm-hmm. And and you heard some of them. I played, yeah. you know, I played them for you too. And so the this idea of, you know, uh, I'm in my early 50s. I could do this. I could I could start writing and I could um, start pitching, and and this stuff isn't half bad and and it's a horrible road, but I wouldn't have to be a starving musician. Yes, yeah. you know that was the part you always tell me you musician. didn't like being in. That was one of the reasons you didn't choose. You didn't like the starving part. Oh, I didn't. Like, I'd already you had never a business. I had already sold cars. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had already been eating good food and staying in nice places. I was not into bologna sandwiches, you, you know, and 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 uh, and flea bag hotels. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I really started in earnest um, writing, mm-hmm. and um, but. There also is this part that you feel responsible to manage. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes, you know, all you can do is manage the financial aspect of your life and you don't get to write. Mm-hmm. And and so it was and still kind of is um, writing. And, and, and now it's maybe writing to just put out a record and see, mm-hmm. you know, what happens and say, I did it and have something. But you knew, Oh, time is not going to be a problem. I've got this to, to jump oh, yeah. over here. Dude. Yeah. That wasn't and, a- and I'm, I am absolutely not opposed to doing nothing. <laughs> I am all good with doing nothing. Uh, I can sit out you know, by the pool and drink a beer and listen to music and play. But my that guitar. wasn't always your life. So, you know, let's right. the, the, to transition to that. I mean, did you sit around and go, why am I doing this? Or did it just sort of evolve? I, tell me what you mean. Meaning, did you sit there and say, you know, I've got to do something different. I've got to get out of this and, and go this songwriting route and all, or did it just kind of evolve? And then it, I know it ultimately you, you exited a bit different than yeah. other people. You, you wound it down, which was right. the right call. I mean, right. you and I talked about options and, you know, and you're like, you know, I'm fortunate. I've made a ton of dough here and it's enough. Yeah. And it, you know. it definitely was the idea that, um, it, it it was it was gonna end. I mean, mm-hmm. believe me, if it was still going on today, and and I was IBM's, you know, now I think it's IBM Global Cloud Services or something like that. But if I was there, one purchasing, I'd still be at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm. You don't think the, the tug of songwriting in another life would have changed that? I think the responsibility. I mean, I know we're talking to metaphors of what if, which is hard. It, it, it's more the responsibility and the idea of um, 
you know, if this opportunity is present, this gift mm-hmm. is presented to you, a nice word to say. Um, do you walk away from it? And while I love playing guitar and I love writing and I love singing and playing my own stuff, mm-hmm. um, if, if I was still looking at a line of business that had the revenue that that did, I would, I would feel irresponsible mm-hmm. not to continue doing it. I wouldn't, feel like, oh, I'm an artist and enough of all this so, money so stuff. So for you, you saw that wind down. It just it just sort of fell into place and made sense. The, the, the timing, you know, was really good. And, and um, I talked to a few people. I mean, you were one of them and, and uh, said, you know, I really, I think this thing's going to stop. They haven't really said it, but mm-hmm. I kind of feel like it's going to stop. And um, I think, you know, I, I think I'm just going to, right off into the sunset and not deal with this stuff for a while. Now, there were two companies that if those companies became available, I felt like I would have to buy them and go <laughs> back into business. Um, but otherwise, I was going to just try breathing. And you wound down TSI distribution, just wound the orders down and done, and then you sold technology support. Correct. Yeah. And, and I... You know, technology support was a small business at that at that point, and it was being run by a couple of relatives mm-hmm. of mine. Mm-hmm. And they, um, you know, the idea was once I wound it all down, I would um, sell to them TSI, finance it, mm-hmm. and what I wanted in return was. To stay, uh, you know, an amount. I didn't feel like I should give it to them for nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to stay on the insurance, and I wanted them to stay in the building that I owned, mm-hmm. that the company was in, paying a you know reasonable rent. market rate rent. And um, that was the plan. Uh, and what what my salary was because I was still taking a salary out of that business. I started it. There's no reason I shouldn't have been taking mm-hmm. a salary out of it. Uh, the the idea was when my salary came out, there would be enough to pay for the rent, the mm-hmm. insurance, and the 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 amount, the purchase pr- mm-hmm. price. Um, and and by the way, that was you know not with any uh, you know teeth or any kind of. Uh, you know, I'm going to take your house. There was no, yeah. there was no nothing. Yeah. It was, yeah. I'll finance it. And uh, it's going to be this much a month. And when I leave, there'll be this much a month that can be used to pay the insurance and the rent and, and the, the nut and the rest of it, you guys do with whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I don't know the full story. I know that they uh, engaged an attorney and I recall hearing the attorney telling them this was the worst deal he'd ever seen because, you know, a business that's profitable with no interest loans and no, yeah. no uh, security. Uh, anyway, don't get me started. But anyway, uh, and uh, so essentially they decided it would be easier to steal it. Mm-hmm. And they called a bunch of clients and told them that they weren't going to buy the business and um, – that I was going to sell it to someone else. And that would mean that the people who were uh, running the business were not going to be managing their networks anymore. And did they want that? Mm-hmm. And a couple of those people were really 
you know, I counted as, as very trusted and close friends. Mm-hmm. And they believed it hook, line, and sinker, and they um, conspired with them, really. They waited till I left town, mm-hmm. went on a ski trip. Nice. And nice. Uh, then they did all this. And then the, the other three that were part of it got up and walked out um, one day. Mm-hmm. So I ended up, um, there was litigation, and I ended up selling the business to another guy who has a similar business in Houston, who is a super good guy mm-hmm. and has a really good company. And, and it was fine. We had to, we had to structure a deal that was much different. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I just decided that there was no, nothing that those bad guys could do could pay me because I knew what they could and couldn't afford. Mm-hmm. There was nothing that they could do that could move the needle. Right. And you had done well on TSI distribution. Well, that's too. what I'm saying. It yeah. So it's like it just was unimportant. Yeah, it wasn't. Unimportant. So uh, I sold it <clears throat> to someone else mm-hmm. and and uh, rode off happily into the sunset and was very happily in the sunset. So so that's years. what, yeah, that's what I want to talk about next, the sunset. Okay. So the first day, yeah. the first week, I mean, you and I have had these conversations together, but, you know, the audience wants to hear. Okay. So, so what did you feel? You know, that first day, that first week. Yeah. So my, uh, I had, I had talked to a couple of people. I talked to my father-in-law. Uh, I told my mother, uh, you know, don't be surprised if you see me not going to work anymore. Cause I think I'm about to retire. And, um, so, you know, this was my. Uh, I'm going to take a copyright on this because I, I think you used. No, I, oh, we, oh, we're going and, there for sure because uh, yeah, you get to go. You so the use the line. Week, it's right. your it's your line. What what I I believe I called you that first you week did. and we talked and and I said you know you said what you know what do you think it's like you had already retired. Um, Tires are well, you had already let's, sold. Let's already use. Sold. Uh, we've moved on to our next. All right, all right, <laughs> fine. Uh, and and. Uh, so you had already gone on to your next adventure. Correct. And um, I was, uh, you know, looking at the horizon for the first time in 10 years. So, years. With the horizon, like in my world was, who did I owe? What did they owe me? What was, yeah. you know, those, those were like a chirping devil bird. I was just devil looking bird. at the clouds. I mean, I hadn't looked up and seen clouds in a long time. <laughs> and so I said, man, I'll tell you. You know what this is like? It's like, you know how Saturday, like Saturday is kind of like the world is your oyster because Friday night you can stay up as late as you want and sleep in on Saturday, mm-hmm. or you can go to bed early and get up early on Saturday to go fishing or go do, you know, whatever you want to do. Saturday, you get to do whatever you want. And then Saturday night, you get to stay up as late as you want or go to bed as early as you want. So you can either sleep in or get up early on Sunday. But Saturday's like the only day where you get the night before, yeah. the morning of that night and the next morning. All in a package. You said, yeah, this is like every day is Saturday. And that resonates, man. And that was, I mean, and and that it stayed that way for seven years. Every day was like Saturday. I didn't, I didn't have an alarm. You know, I didn't have really, I didn't have an agenda, but I had meetings. And I know you and I talked at first where we're like, we, you know, you, you fill up the time. That's not a problem. But then you're like, Wow. 
you know, this seems busy compared to my old life. This is not really busy. Right. You know? And everyone said, oh, you, you and your wife are, are going to, you know, hate each other. Yeah. You're going to be in each other's way. You're going to be yelling at each other all the time. Um, it was good for us. Yeah. You know, it's we got to spend a lot, of, a lot of time together just doing stupid stuff, going to the grocery store, going yeah. to pick up the cleaning or whatever. It, 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 it was really good for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And then, you know, the other thing I heard was you're going to get bored. You're going to buy a business. You're going to have to leave the house. I never got bored. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and uh, it's interesting you say that because I didn't either. And I, I haven't. But I, my theory on that is entrepreneurs that are successful were usually not that boring of a guys. You yeah. Know, some people are. Now, I always tell people, you know, if you, your happy place is your desk, die there. That's right. cool. But you, I get a fierce argument every time. Well, that's not me, you know. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well then, what are you doing about it? Have you ever thought about, it? you know? I mean, we know people who, who, you know, to them it is kind of the great game of business, and they always have to be in a game mm-hmm. somewhere, mm-hmm. and they enjoy that. And if that's if that's your deal, then that's your deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just got finished watching that show, Succession. Yeah, I've not watched that. Oh, you got to watch it. You'd like it. Yeah, you'd like it. Okay, I think well, I'll watch I can't one spoiler episode. alert yeah. it. Now, okay. we, we watched one a day for whatever, a month. And, uh, oh, you'd like it. Yeah. But that was kind of, you know, that was kind of his thing. I don't want to spoiler alert it now, but that was kind of his thing. He was a, he was an older guy. He's kind of the, uh, the, the people that, uh, God, I can't think of their name now, Murdoch. Uh, where, you know, he's an older guy, but he's still out mm. there in the game every yeah. day. It's the same as Succession. It's kind of patterned after him. Got it. And Got he it. was a guy who just loved the game mm-hmm. and was just always looking for a deal and always looking for, you know, a, a, a negotiation and just lived for it. That's what I tell clients. There's no wrong answers right. for anybody. Right. Just answer What you want to do. I mean, yeah. that's the idea is, is selling or closing gives you the ability to to do whatever it is you want to do. You want to go buy a boat company or a fishing rod company or start a, you know, a whatever. And the other thing I always it. tell them is you will exit your business. There's yeah. a hundred percent chance that will happen. Right. One way now, or another. Now, you know, it can be in a bond right. box. That's, that's right. But, but you know, we get to pick as entrepreneurs, we picked our life. We're very, right. you know, subjective about what we want to do this and not want to do this. I mean, we pretty much don't do what, you know, the establishment tells us anyway. So you pretty know, much, yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. we play the game, right? We play the game, right? So every day was Saturday. Do you family life change that much? I mean, you talked a little bit about you and Carrie, and I, I mean, I know your kids are college, so they're done with us once that happens. Yeah, anyway. right. You know, but we don't. The, the younger one wasn't in college yet; she was still in high school, and um, that was you know the older one was uh, in college when all of this was happening. Um, and believe me, she benefited, but the younger one was still in high school, you know, kind of when, when it was in, in its, in the, in the middle, mm-hmm. uh, and through the end. And, and so that was nice to be home when she got home from school every day, you know, it had been a long time since you had heard kids come in the <laughs> yeah. door, you know, yeah. um, and it, I just or know, the ability to even go do things. That's what I would like to right. pick them up or to do something. Right. You know, right. I, mean, I was fortunate. Tiffany used to get up at two or three in the morning and do tax returns, and I had wow. to, you know, because she would pick someone up, uh, uh, you know, just because the hour would work like that. But you know, 
No, I, I, uh, I always filled my time. I always had something to do. I never felt bored mm -hmm. and I never felt like I made the wrong decision. Um, so you didn't look back. You didn't go back. And go, man, I should have stayed a little longer. No, you had none of that. No, yeah, none, I, don't, zero. I don't think that's a zero. As big a issue as a lot. I think because as an entrepreneur, my this is my opinion. You have to make decisions quickly. You can't you can't sit around and ponder about life in the world too much when the world's hitting you in the ass. I mean, if there's yeah, but when you're when you're running the business, um, or when you're thinking about exiting the business. I mean, if someone is there with, with uh, an opportunity, you kind of need to make a decision or, or, or move out of the way. Um, and, and so I didn't want to, I didn't want to stay around and try and find new mm -hmm. clients. I was, I was fortunate enough to have had that timing, way. you know, I see that over and over. It's just timing. I mean, in your case, you could see it winding down and we talked about the lightning bolt struck. I mean, it just, you can't. And for me, the riding the oil field wave and the having the private equity and that timing, you can't plan it, but you better be cognitive to it. Right. <laughs> you know, right. that's what I do see. I mean, we've had people come to us, hey, well, I want to sell now. I want to wait. I'll wait. And then COVID happened or I want to wait. And then they got, you know. It doesn't it doesn't go on your schedule. I've seen that. Uh, I mean nothing does. Yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy really if you Yeah, I mean that's the deal is nothing is really schedulable. Mm -hmm. Um but that can be fun. Sure, sure. <laughs> if you embrace that's the entrepreneurship. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. better that embrace was the fun it. part. Mm -hmm. We need to be in, you know, I'm in Houston and it's seven o'clock at night and we need to be in a meeting in Dallas at eight. Okay, hopping yeah. in the car or getting, right, you know, right. get on the 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 uh, plane and and uh, get there in time for that. So that that was always the fun part. So you and I are real close with some age. You think that played a role in any sort of decision making? I mean, I'm 58 here. I think you're right. 59. 59. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think that. Um, I mean, I would have loved to have been at 40, you know, 39. Yeah. Um, that wouldn't have bothered me one little bit. So, uh, you know, if anything, I mean, it's just the, the idea that, you know, you and I both know that we're not going to live forever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, God forbid it, we die anytime soon, but we're not going to live forever. Mm -hmm. So taking that opportunity... Um, while you still have a quality of life, yeah, because that's a good point. you know, the, you know, you get old, you can't do as much. Well, and your back starts hurting, or you get this thing, and you got, you know, this it just it just happens. Things start, you know, breaking down and wearing out, and and so uh, I, I mean, I do feel like part of it is a state of mind, mm -hmm. um, but but I also, I mean, I do a lot, as you know, I do a lot of exercising, mm -hmm. and and I'm very. Uh, Diligent on how Focus. I eat and, and I make time, you know, this morning, I didn't think I was going to have time to get, you know, my, my bike ride done. I got it done. It was an hour and a half ride. Cause I'm training for a big ride in a couple of weeks. And, and, you know, you just have what, to, was time you, are you in, do you think you're in better shape because you don't own the business because I you had the time I, I know yeah, I definitely myself because yeah. it's so, it was so hard to fit that in yeah no matter how hard you tried yeah no absolutely but and i remember in our form you remember dan used to say get up you just got to get up at four right be you know 
And and then I I did that and it sucked. That was horrible. And then and then he's like, "We'll do it two weeks." And then I did it two weeks and it it sucked Still on the sucked. third week yeah. and it was not me. Yeah. yeah, I I I do on some days get up early, and and eat, and then get my ride, uh, or you know my swim or whatever workout I'm doing in, um, so that I can then have the rest of the day. But it, but I, I not at four or five. Right. right. Yeah. So back to the business, what do you miss? I mean, everybody usually misses something. I have a small bit of it that I miss, but then another part I don't miss at all. You know, I am. Um, have, you, have you thought about that, or, or is there anything? It may not be anything. I don't know that I really miss. You know, I, you know, I do. I kind of miss being around some of the people I was around every day because it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were fun people. I don't mm-hmm. miss other people. Uh, you know, I don't miss having to manage employees, yeah, finding too. them and managing them. It seems to be a consensus. I always find. I just don't, <laughs> you know, and and people just. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't want to say what you know. My my hypothesis on what people do or don't. I just. I, I'm comfortable not having to boss people around mm-hmm. and and kind of being the boss of me because uh, I know I'll always <laughs> deliver, and and so. Um, I don't miss that. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, there are some things I miss, like, you, you know, you have a holiday luncheon or you have, you know, th- those kind of things were cool. Yeah. Um, I definitely, you know, kind of missed being the guy yeah. in a way, um, even with vendors. Sure. Uh, because let me tell you. Well, let me tell you, you're not a good entrepreneur if you got a little bit of an ego. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, there's no, I have a lot of an ego. Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah. I, well, if you yeah. don't, you're not a very good owner, yeah. usually. Um, usually. But, uh, y- you know, I enjoy, like I do this MS-150 bike ride every year, and, and, and all the vendors would always donate, you know, as you do. And thank you again. But uh, the second it all stopped... Yeah, I think they actually blocked my number. I can't even call any of them anymore. Uh, and, and so some of that I miss, like just being a guy whose phone yeah. always got answered. The phone call always got answered. I mean, I was one of uh, American Express's <laughs> largest that. customer. You know, oh, I loved locally. all those black card point all stories you told me all of it well, there was some crazy amount of points you it were was, getting it was life. nuts yeah. and and i had i mean i had a dedicated liaison at american express i mean this it's just crazy yeah stuff. it's funny when that that, that stuff goes away immediately. <laughs> you know, immediately. even just the points you know i had some yeah. insane amount of points i'm like i'm gonna buy my way up to 1k this year uh-huh <laughs> No, it all goes away. Yeah. Um, but I don't really necessarily miss it. Um, I, I mean, I really like, I really like my life and my schedule. And well, and what I think it's cool with you, and I, I preach this to people I work with, is you know, do you try to retire to something? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be the next thing of, you know, taking over the world. It can be a simple. It doesn't matter. It's your choice. But right. without that. You know, but but interestingly enough, so far the people I've worked with, it's not been a big issue. You know, because there's something. I mean, I think fishing. Well, or even you know, you and I kind of both learned the stock market (laughs) as it applies to us. Well, we both have. How much have we talked about our job now? Is making sure our money don't run out. Right. Right. So that becomes you know that becomes work. 
Uh, it's just that it's work that you can do in a couple of well, days. and and in our both of our cases, education, because we're not good at trusting people. No. <laughs> Generally, as an <laughs> no, entrepreneur, we don't take blind yeah. advice very well. No, you know, <laughs> so no, we've had to learn that world a bit. Mm -hmm. You know. For sure. Yeah. Well, I think that helped you a lot, but you're also moved on. Let's touch a little uh, bit on your new, yeah. your new next that you've, you've jokingly said every day is not Saturday, but I really enjoyed seeing a second ago, you dealing with an order, you know, <laughs> just to break your cycle. Of but that. you know, I do, I enjoy that, uh, as much, uh, I enjoy that was a $300 order. And I enjoy that as much as I enjoyed, you know, a million dollar or $10 million PO. Mm -hmm. uh, so what happened was there were two companies that I always said, if these became available for one reason or another, um, I would have to do it. And they were passion companies. They were sure. in your passion bucket, not Correct. your, Correct. Oh, this has got to be the next biggest deal. And, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to, name names on one of them. Uh, and I, 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 I know the reasons and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they are both guitar related businesses mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and they are both close in proximity to where I am. And, and I was able to obtain control of one, mm -hmm. uh, and, and the assets of one and, uh, but it's only been about eight weeks. And so I went to work eight weeks ago and it's way more work than I anticipated that it would be. It was basically, excuse me, it's basically like a startup, mm -hmm. but. And that's been a long time ago for both of us. A oh startup. Gosh. Well, yeah, I had a, years. I had a one bad experience. I told you about Right, that. global. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a start. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> a terrible <laughs> this, angel. You know, this was the kind of thing where we don't even like we, we don't, no, we're running out of something until we run out of it. Mm -hmm. And then we don't know who the vendor is. And, and so I have to go. You You're know, building it all from scratch thing. again. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and it has been fun on, on a lot of days. The response from the users and the customers has been phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But it has not been without its speed bumps. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I wouldn't say that I am pouring money into it, but but it is you know every dollar that I invest in it, I I have to think about mm -hmm. you know what's what's the end game here, mm -hmm. um, and and so you know I'm 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 but I think you've person. been ever at least my perception is you've still been able to keep the quality things, the exercise and the scheduling and the I mean you have money I mean, that's that's a biggie. You know, we were starving. You remember early, yeah. we every dollar we made went back to the business, and then that had to return to something, and then that was life and death the entire time. Well, but we also, you know, used to say about our businesses, this this has to work. You know, this. Oh yeah, there's failure. Work that failure, no option is for real. <laughs> but see, I that's I feel the same way about this business. You no, know, that's, my that's ego you can't sure. can't allow this thing to fail. Sure. And, and it's not going to fail. Um, and so, uh, yes, God willing. And so, um, it's, it's been fun. There's been a lot, I def definitely have not let my health suffer. And mm -hmm. that was one of the things that I, I have a partner in this mm -hmm. business. And that is one of the things that I told him he's a younger guy he said, this and is my deal. he's going to run it. 
Um, and, and I'm going to kind of get the front office straight and up mm-hmm. and going. And, and um, I said to him, you know, one of the things that I will not allow this to do is impact my health. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to miss my workouts. Mm-hmm. I'll be here after I, you know, finish mm-hmm. and, 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 and so forth. And, and I've, I've been successful at that. Now, you know, today, um, I, I knew I had to come out here. I had to deal with something this morning. So my ride was supposed to be an hour and a half. It was an hour and 15 minutes. Some days you have to make those 15 minute compromise. You right. can do. But I didn't, I didn't not do the ride. Sure. Sure. And, and so, um, I still have that quality of life and, and Carrie's been, you know, really, um, really, uh, amenable to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, especially she, she keeps telling everyone, um, you know, she wants to meet green day. She wants to meet Billy Joe Armstrong from green day. So, okay. so we may have to make a guitar for him and there you go. Way I can get her to meet him. But, um, well, that's what I think is cool. I always thought of you as a very creative guy. And so I think this is a chance to do both. I hope, I hope yeah. right now it's, it's been a lot of, it's been a lot of administrative you know, operations mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, but you set that up. You can get a system. And, well, for for the systems that we did create, we we created systems. We had some yeah. systems. Yeah, yeah. The system was ask me. I don't know exactly. Just ask me. Figure it out. Up. Yeah. Figure it out as we go. Yeah. So, um, and so that's my life now. Uh, and I wouldn't say that every day is Saturday, but it's you know it's a good Friday. Uh, I can leave early and, you know, tomorrow might be Saturday. Uh, just depends. Well, you definitely, I mean, you're more relaxed. That's a given. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, but, but I don't, you know, I would, I would do my partner a disservice if, if I took the approach of, well, this doesn't really have to work because I've already. Well, that's not going to happen in your DNA. Right. I mean, Right, entrepreneurs have been successful, and we, you know, failure is not usually high on an emotion right. we ever want any part of. He said to me, you know, the other day, "This has to work." <laughs> You're preaching to the choir, said, brother. I know, I, <laughs> right? I, this, I'm more worried about you than me. Yeah, I mean, it, it it sort of has to work for me now, and believe me, I did that half to half. Right, time. I know exactly what. That Absolutely. Is. Yeah. So, uh, so we're on the same page with regard to, and we're on the same page with everything. It's been my yeah. first experience yeah. with a partner. Yeah. And so That's I have different. to be hypersensitive to that. Mm-hmm. And I try to be hypersensitive to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And, and so far so good. That was probably my biggest worry was how will I do with a partner? Damn, you never had a partner. Never, ever, ever, ever. You would hear our partner stories and you'd be like, oh, I don't have that. <laughs> yeah. I don't, don't know have if to worry I want about that, that one. Man. Yeah. Um, but it's been good. Yeah, it's been yeah. good. And as we get things more on solid footing, sure. uh, it'll be even better. Sure. Well, I'm happy for you, man. Thanks Thank for you. spending the time. And I think you're yeah, doing the next pretty well in my book. You know? We'll see. We we can reconvene in, in six months or nine months, you know, after it's been a year. And, and, yeah. and I can tell you, but uh, it also seems like you're having fun and, and, and doing well. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm doing here and trying to create here. We've talked a lot about it to help it, you know, and there's some as corny as it sounds. There's some give back here. Yeah. You sure. know, I mean, I believe that somebody did knock yeah. on my door and said, hey, you, you know, you don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I wasn't even for sale. I was just like, go get some more money. Yeah. I need to borrow some more money. And someone said, whom I work with now, said, hey, 
you don't have to do it. You can. That's cool if you want to, but there's this other route. And, mm-hmm. man, that was such an eye-opener. And I think it's a, a good thing to to tell us. Because you don't. I mean, we put our suit of armor on every day as an entrepreneur. You don't. I mean, you go from survival, that's all it is to begin with, to the next step of mm, that's, it's okay. We're we're sub- surviving and then to making a little money and then but what never happens is you never take that suit off right. you never take that pickaxe and then all of a sudden what i find is people older than us a lot of they're 65 they're 70 and you're going hey you know you are going to exit okay now how you do it no one's going to make you do anything but but here's some options here's some education here's some stories that's a, that's all i'm trying to do here mm-hmm. you know now of course if someone wants to take the next step i've got a path to help them but you know to me it's more about building that that audience first to understand and well and you're you know you've had the experience of being able to talk to them in a in a on a level that they can understand where sometimes those bankers and and oh. and so forth you oh, know absolutely. They, they can't do that yeah, I they think did I tell that. you the the story of one of the latest ones? I'll remain nameless, but he was like, you know, I got to tell you, I feel really comfortable now. You explained this whole exit process to me, but you know, I got to tell you, I mean, it's just you and I here. I mean, I barely got out of high school, <laughs> and the guy makes a couple of million a year with mm-hmm. his business. And I said, well, congratulations, the guy that just left, he got way out of high school. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and, right. And Which little, side of the table? A little secret on. is, yeah. we're the checkers on that checkerboard, and we're much more important, and no apologies needed or yeah. accepted or ever going to. Right. Yeah. And that's what I want to do. I want to be able to say, hey, I am fortunate. I've been on both sides now. And I like it. I like the M and A side. I do. I think it's interesting to sell the whole widget, as my wife would say. You know, you're just selling the whole widget. You know, mm-hmm. you're not just selling one thing. You're selling the whole thing. You know, which was a hard concept to grasp at first, but it's really the truth. You yeah. Know? You know, I, I will tell you that it's funny. Anytime I'm I'm driving on the highway, usually it happens on the highway, and and a uh, truck with drill pipe. When you see the threat protectors me. on the back. And, and I know what the colors mean. <laughs> yeah. And I tell, I, I used to she's tell a, Carrie and she's like, okay, okay I know what Tenaris yeah, is yeah, and yeah. I know, you know, it's purple and I know, you know, and, and, uh, no, 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 or I'll say, you know, my buddy invented the, the industry of recycling those and, and people really, you know, who, no one really notices threat protectors until you point them out. Well, you know, what's interesting is having work with more clients now, it's all about the niches. It yeah. always is. Yeah. I mean, I always say there's some guy that's selling the wheels on the bottom of that chair. Right. You know, and doing quite right. well. Yeah. And what else does yeah. he do? Pretty much that. Yeah. You know, uh, so it's always about the niches mm-hmm. and, you know, and people think uh, I've got to come up with the next Apple or the, it's about it. I mean, look at us. We ground it out until, you know, you could argue we both had breaks, of course, but how long did you slug it out? Right. 20 plus years before that opportunity came that, along. That's the biggest challenge because that's what people don't see. Never they do. They see, you know, the, the uh, result of it all. Mm-hmm. And draw conclusions about you from that. Yeah. They don't see the twenty or twenty-five years in the trench, mm-hmm. you know. And not, you know, boo-hoo. Okay, we're not looking for sympathy, but a lot went into this. Yeah, you know. And 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 so 
I don't, I, yeah, not to, in any way, not say I'm fortunate and blessed beyond belief I am, but I always say I don't remember anybody wanting to trade or share or <laughs> divvy that up back there in the beginning when it was yeah. when it was lose your house and right. all of those stories we right. all, we all exactly. have, you know, exactly. And that's the risk, and that's but that's also the wonderful thing about where we live. You know, you can pick. I mean, you could take this guitar thing to wherever you want to take it. Right. With as little as a DBA to start that. I mean, that's, that's a that fabulous. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, win this perm lottery thing to be here. To, to be an American. To be able yeah. to do that. Yeah, you know? no, I agree. Hopefully we can hold on to that. And and edit out sperm. Yeah. We can. <laughs> but. <laughs> no, we can say sperm. Can it's my po- I say okay, anything it I want. It's my podcast. Say you, you can say whatever the hell I want. True. We're sperm. going Joe Rogan here. We're going to start okay. smoking Does pot. Does he say sperm? He smokes know. pot he's, in this. Yeah. Wow. Elon okay. Musk smoked pot with him in there. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. So, I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah. that didn't help. His, his no, that didn't help like for the, st- <laughs> the SEC had a little something yeah. to say about Seems like it ended up okay for him, though. I don't know. He bought yeah. Twitter and lost half of his. He doesn't care. But money he rename it. Money doesn't matter to him. Right. Doesn't. It's just never been a motivator for him. Well, cool. Well, thanks again for being here, Jack. Thank you. I think we might have a wrap on this. Let's ask her. Editor over here. All right. We're good. Sounds good. See ya.